Yes. And we're back. Anyway, we we're talking about today pop and pop the pop music today, kids. Um, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, on a level that I, I don't keep in touch with anything up that's actually being released on on a mass scale. Right. But I want to say that I'm embracing the non the new non linearity. Of, That's true of, I, of I the like format because I don't think there's any trends anymore. I don't think there's any sort of pendulum swings of culture of like, oh, there's gonna be there's punk to take out the 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 prog heavy you know dinosaur. No, there music still and, is. There definitely is there. Is. I, I don't. I, it's just so fast that you wouldn't even notice it. It's so well, like okay, so it means trends are over so quickly. Artists are gone so quickly. Like you're relevant one day and you're totally unrelevant. Another day, and I mean, it's really only in like hip hop, you know. It's like oh, one okay. guy will come right. up with something. Yeah. One guy comes up with the triplet thing, and hey. everybody starts doing the triplet thing. <laughs> fucking Migos invented and the triplets. And <laughs> one guy starts up with a fucking. They always it's because you gotta think like they're so like. I hate to say it, all these rappers are fucking musically illiterate. They've just like they've gotten computers. They're making beats. They're just going out there and doing stuff like. What are you talking about? What? What? You know? What? Yeah. 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 I'm going to put another so chip like, on my bench. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to get another ice cream at the chip. Yeah. The hip hop guys are like slowly like learning what music is, you know, and they're just building it off of one another. But yeah. I feel like there are definitely fucking trends and there's, but yeah, it's just like, like so for, quick. My, yeah. my take on it is it's, it's why, it's why I, I can't stand and everybody knows this. I can't stand Greta Van Fleet. For that exact reason, why they're not a new trend, they're not reviving an old one because you don't. There's nothing to revive. There's, it's there. You can't. There's nothing to revive because it's already there. The fact that some kid now could like, you know, essentially, he could probably like. I there's like the possibility for some 12 year old kid to get into Cole Porter and listen to his entire discography from the 20s and 30s. Mm-hmm. It's now possible. Yeah. Because he's just paying ten bucks a month to stream, or his parents you know, have a family plan, and they can discover uh, the possibility that exists. Yeah. So, like the idea of like, oh, kids never heard Led Zeppelin, or the the thing they're they're saying is the live they're bringing back the live experience, which I, I mm-hmm. roll my eyes at because is that what is that what you're telling me? Are you uh you're just a uh, you're just, uh, are you, is this Jurassic Park or something? Dude, like you're that? never gonna recreate Zeppelin Live. I mean, it's, yeah, I feel like music is different now. Just the way music is produced and everything. Like you can't make those records anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't make a record that sounds like a record from the '60s. It just you Even can if try. People use the, the that ten- gear from the '60s. It doesn't yeah. sound like a record from the '60s. You know? Oh, I, I, I see. I get your point. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a very good. Because we all use like we all as a big so Universal much, Audio user. Yeah. That uses emulations and, uh, and and digital versions of classic '60s gear. Uh, yeah, that makes a very good point. I don't make stuff that sound, none of us make stuff that sounds like it was made in the '60s because we don't have the rooms or the talent. We say the talent, but just yeah. the, 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 the just the way. I mean, I feel like we've heard too much music. We've heard people play instruments the way. Hold up. Stop the fucking tape. Can we not have this? Like, let's actually have a conversation or let's play music. I'm actually, I'm okay with the background music. So I, don't, I don't fucking like the background okay. music. More nihilism. It's I would hard say to this fucking concentrate on what I'm trying to say. But the, the thing is, like, make sure you I feel like we've heard, more. once you've heard fucking, you know, John Bonham play the way fucking John Bonham plays drums, you're always going to have that in your, the back of your head, that fucking power. You know, yeah, no that, drummer is going to be the that same. That dude does not have the pocket. you experience that. <laughs> That just, yeah, it drives me crazy is that guy that's like, yeah, he's an influence, but he just, no one can, and it's, I, I hate being that dude, like, no one can sound like that, like Bonham, and I'm not a huge Bonham fan of the fact that, like, I dig his, dig his groove. He, Honestly, he's the dude, fun- I feel like Bonham's, like, pretty easy to fucking emulate his sound his, and the way his, he did things, because his, his shit was simple. Honestly, I feel sim- like harder drummers to, like, really emulate, if you, like, go back and you listen to, like, 
I don't know. Like honestly, I would say it'd be hard. Like Mitch Mitchell is harder to fucking replicate. Oh yeah, that's than true. Fucking yeah, I, I would. I Mitch Mitchell's like yeah. Keith Moon stuff yeah. like that. Like those like, guys really had like a unique thing. Dude, John Bonham so, is a tradesman, yeah. but there are a whole bunch of people that I feel like emulate him really well. But Bonham, I feel like Bonham had such an impact on drumming. You know, and so many drummers have like you know taken that solid ass sure. fucking thing because it used to be drums in the 60s were like really like fucking weird and like flowery oh yeah you know dude. it was like these they weren't really loud it wasn't like big kick drum big oh, snare you Mitch know? Mitchell's was like insane yeah. in that regard like he had like such a unique like yeah. style of playing very liquid very yeah. and yeah. I, I I've you know I've always been like the I've been a Ginger Baker homer forever too. Mm-hmm. Like that goes. Ginger back. Baker's same thing. That goes yeah. far as back as Peter Gabriel does. Yeah. They didn't so just like, go like, because all Bonham just went in there and he went. He did, but he didn't. You know? like, he did. It, no, like, he had a different feel. There's a the thing, thing, there were definitely. It was like if we make it like sound like, oh yeah, all he was a meat. Because what other what bugs me a lot is when I hear Dave Grohl talk about John Dave Grohl or Taylor Hawkins or any of these any of the the main rock guys talk about. Um, Oh, John Bonham, like he was a meat and potatoes guy, mm-hmm. and I would I keep arguing he was probably the funkiest drummer in rock. He wasn't like as he had he, he had more of a funk pocket than yeah. he did uh, anything else. And it, if you listen to because if he's okay, what's his influence? He like his favorite drummers were Zigaboo Modalese from the Meters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Al Jackson from the Stax Records, of yeah. Booker T and stuff. So it's like those guys had sweet pockets, sweet yeah. grooves. Well, I feel like um, that's his strongest suit is like how deep his groove actually goes. But yeah. at the end of the day, I think that it is. I, I'm not going to say it's easy to have a pocket, but there's a lot of people that naturally have a pocket, and I feel like okay. that's why he's so easy to emulate. Is because well, yeah. the majority of his sound a, is his pocket. He's a very much of he's a he's, he's so much fun to play. He's a and to, to play like and he has a heavy funny. ass foot yeah he has a heavy ass sure. foot heavy ass he, apparently he used like the biggest sticks he could find I believe it so he like, had a sound he yeah. sounded totally awesome. had a sound for sure so like you know I, I get I he's like I said not my favorite drummer I know he doesn't even crack my top Clive line. Stubblefield is my favorite drummer Clive's he's the shit man Clive, I take Tony Allen um, Tony Allen's the shit too. Tony, yeah. I take my, my I always my, my top five drummers are either Baker, Bruford, Beauford. <laughs> <laughs> the big uh, bees. There's a lot of bees. Oh <laughs> uh, god. Uh, 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 what's the other guy? Uh, oh god. Cl- Bunker. Okay, so yeah, Baker, Bruford, Beauford, Bunker, and Allen. <laughs> so yeah, Bill Bruford, Ginger Baker, Carter Beauford from the Dave Matthews band. Mm. That guy's sick. Uh, well, he's the best part of that. He's band. the best. The only reason he's the Dude, only I reason anybody listen listens to Dave, to Dave Matthews. Matthews. Band, man. Uh, Dave Matthews uh, band just reminds me. Clive, of Clive Bunker was the first drummer for Jethro Tull. Um, so albums like Stand Up and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, Bro, people sleep on Jethro Tull. Yeah, Jethro yeah. Tull was badass. Uh, even like Barry Moore Barlow, the guy who played on uh, Thick as a Brick, but um, and Tony Allen. Like those are those are my those are my top personal fives that I can and most of them you know, um, and that's, that's now you know, yeah. and then I guess and part of me also goes in I go into hipster pick mode too when it comes to uh, Ginger or not uh, Bill John Bonham, I, I will admittedly go into hipster pick mode where like he's good he's not that good he's yeah. like not is like he would still you know, he'd be in my top ten. Top ten for sure. Yeah. I I can't really think who would off can't. top, but like, he he would be in my top ten. Yeah, because I mean you know that I, 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 I was listening to a book on audible.com. This podcast <laughs> but, is by Audible. Speaking of which, we're fucking sponsored by audible.com and Raid Shadow Legends <laughs> and the Fleshlight. <laughs> but there's those little thirty three and a third booklets about albums. Uh-huh. I, I you know they're, they're really they're like two hours long on audible.com and they're like. They're also like really cheap, and some of them tell that some of them depend. Like the worst one I've ever read was the Led Zeppelin Four one. It was so it was so bad because the guy came off as this like rock. He came off like a rock journalist, and I hate it when they sound like rock journalists. Yeah. They're not telling you the story of the record. They're not telling you how the record was made or the influences. 
Like the the word I, I didn't read this one, but the OK computer was too mathematical. It was too cold. Like here's the chord progressions and stuff like that. Yeah. It was not entertaining enough. The best one probably is the Neutral Milk Hotel, and the Airplane of the Sea one. But my going back, I fucking love that record. It's so good. <laughs> anyway, going back to uh, going back to the, the they said, oh, he was that like he was sloppy and this and that. And it wasn't good. He wasn't sloppy. He was not sloppy. He no. got. I mean, he played live. Live, everything was a little sloppier. Dude, Page was every sloppy. Every band man. back then was sloppy live. Well, man. Page I would is say it, the okay. Who was not. King Crimson was not. To Cream me, was not. To me, you would be a crazy ass musician. To me, but all those, yeah, they're all musician centric. It, it, also, to he me, probably, though, he was drunk as fuck for all those shows. Hey, hold <laughs> up, hold up. To me, I don't think of Jimmy Page as. I mean, I do, but I don't. I don't think of him as a guitar player. He is a first and foremost. An arranger and a producer. Okay. Like, to me, that is what makes Jimmy Page special. He's not. That's fair. When people put him in league with, like, Jimi Hendrix, they are not in the same vein. Jimmy Page. Hendrix was an arranger and a writer, too. Yeah, but Jimi Hendrix is like. Those Hendrix records are fucking sick. Yeah, no, they are. And I would say he did probably, like, more. Page had more, like. I would say, like, arranging prowess. Like, he did. Like really interesting things, but like Jimmy was a little bit more like forward thinking and no, that's experimental. My, that's my point. Is like studio that's why I was. feel like it's appropriate to classify Jimi Hendrix as a guitar virtuoso because he is a really good and innovative guitar player. But Page was a fucking virtuoso. Uh, P- P- Page, Page is an like... innovative guitar player, but his real mm-hmm. innovation came from the fact that he was a master of stacking guitars. And like making these beautiful walls of like chimey guitars or these yeah. thick the distorted. Harmony, the, 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 the live shit though too. I mean, he's not not a good shit, guitar player. I mean, the player. way that he fucking like just like three dudes essentially just yeah. being able to fucking play uh, look, that music. And he's not. Play. He's yeah, not like, not a good incredible. guitar player. Yeah. I just think he's more to me. He's an orchestrator I, 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 and arranger. I'll buy that. I'll buy he's that. Both, yeah. man. He's he both. He is, but he is more. Yeah. One if we than the if other. we start saying one is better than the other, then I'm gonna just like absolutely. Cut, I'm gonna cut it off for being seventh grade seventh grade uh, um, arguments. I, I one of the things I can't stand. There's a guy. Stop. We're gonna get sued by Led Zeppelin. Dude, oh. I feel like. <laughs> dude. Okay. Okay. I gotta tell you about this story, man. There's a there's a guy I work with. Uh, at the, um, uh, there's a guy I work with um, that I don't, uh, and he, he uh, he's a, he's a sort of, a, he's got more of a theater background, and, uh, and he's not even, he's not a, a music guy as far yeah. as I know. Uh, and he, and I remember like, because Bob Dylan was playing the bowl coming mm-hmm. up, so the conversation came up, and he goes like, someone was like starting to compare and contrast the Bob Dylan versus the Beatles. And I go, that is the dumbest argument Dude, yeah, that's I've ever stupid heard. Stupid as shit. And, and it, we got like, and of course the thing is, we're all we're all music people, so like we don't have these sort of when we start debating it, it becomes producer arranger versus yeah. writer virtuoso. Yeah. Like that's a little bit of a different level. You know what? You know but what like, argument I really hate? Ooh, Sorry, am I trampling over a little something? bit? But go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll trample <laughs> over you later. I like it so, when Steve, like whenever you cut Steve off, he's always like. Like, you ask, like, oh, am I cutting you off? He's like, oh, yeah, a little bit, but it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I, <laughs> I mean, like, hey. Um, uh, but he was going into, uh, um, he was talking about, oh, oh I go, I, I, I mentioned, like, this is an apples and oranges thing. He goes, yeah, you know, one one's a, a real artist, and the other guy was like a, there were, the other one was like a pop, you know, a, a, we're, all, we're all sellout, you know, uh, pop boy band, pop group, the Beatles. And I'm like, fuck one, off. Okay. Uh, okay. The Beatles have been every type of band imaginable. When people talk about them as if they're some like bubblegum pop shit, it drives me fucking crazy. Because the Beatles literally went through like every possible facet of popular music in their fucking discography. And it's fucking true. They've been yeah. a heavy metal band, they've been a punk band, they've been like everything they that were you can imagine. The when they first started, they yeah. were a fucking cover band. They've been R and B. They've been soul, they've been yeah. folk music, like they're not like the best at anything, but like if you want a fucking jack of all trades, man, like they are the one. Yeah, but like, they're not artists, man. They're not. They true fucking artists. are. They don't have, I saw this have, fucking interview with like Dylan, Quincy Jones. Where's the lyric? Oh gosh. I saw this interview with Quincy Jones where he was talking about the fucking musicianship of the Beatles, and he was talking shit on Ringo Starr, he was talking yeah. shit on Paul McCartney, yeah, talking yeah. shit on all those fucking guys. 
And he's like, but those guys could write a song. And it's like, yeah, of course they could fucking write a song. You produce like a couple of fucking good R&B records, but you wrote We Are The World. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. Like, I hate it when people talk shit about the Beatles because it's like, it just shows such a profound... It, I mean, you know it's Matt... It's very clickbaity. You know Matt O'Neill? Uh, yes. It, it, for the longest time. Names, no, man. but for the longest Call time. Out Matt O'Neill. Oh, he, he can't be mad because he knows exactly <laughs> what he did. Matt O'Neill, for the longest time, would talk shit about the Beatles. In fact, a lot of our friends, because they were all metalheads, they would all talk shit about oh, the Beatles. Yeah. And, like, none of them had listened to the Beatles. And once he actually listened to the Beatles, it's indisputable. They're a fantastic band. Yeah. They're not the best. They're not the worst. They will, they're every the record worst. that they're they the have... I'll tell you they're not the best. Yeah, every record, it, like, their best and their worst has duds. Like, every oh, yeah. record. But... Yeah. But they're a phenomenal fucking band. No band in history... And this is also because of their advantages in recorded music and, and their kind of luxuries of being able to write music the way that they did. Yeah, yeah. Nobody else ever wrote as many, like, like just classics like people remember Beatles songs and it's varied it's not something where they like you know you only remember the songs that sound like yesterday you know it's right right it's like like so yeah I was for for when I was a younger person I really liked the early stuff and then the older stuff was a little more mature it made me sad yeah (laughs) listen to the older stuff like I first got like I would say the first record honestly one of the first actual records I ever heard was Beatles record Rubber Soul man Oh yeah, I heard Rubber Soul and like Rubber Soul, I, I was like, that, "Holy shit!" I, like, like Rubber Soul blew my mind. Drive my car it was like a yeah. jaw dropper. Like, oh fuck! So like, I think uh, I don't know to go back on the topic of what the guy like the guy. I never really uh, felt like I never really trusted or cared about his musical opinion whatsoever. But it just drives me up a wall when I get to those sort of arguments. In in and it, that that sort of non that sort of it's sort of music journalist nonsense. I gotta eventually I gotta write some sort of rant about music journalists and why I can't stand them. I read I read a I read a biography of Rolling Stone, mm-hmm. and like these guys were just like completely not like the early days. I'm not even talking about like today. Who yeah. gives today? There are some sort of they're, they're a giant corporate entity. Yeah, it's whatever. Like, but back in back in like. Uh, when they were an underground, Jan Winter was a, was always like uh, he was never quite had his finger on the mark of where things were hit. But he but he would get like guys like John uh, John Landau and like John Landau was like, oh yeah he's a soul guy but he would just like give terrible reviews about amazing records and he would just like crap on all of them. all of a sudden like yeah. then he like drops he drops everything to become Springsteen's producer. And becomes like a hip producer. I'm like, oh, of course you, do. of course you dig Springsteen. Like, <laughs> oh god, no, wait, wait, wait. Don't Stop. On Don't talk about Springsteen in front of Jim because it's gonna fucking dive bomb. Are, 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 fucking amazing. Oh, oh you're, you're a Springsteen oh, guy. My god, no. We're okay, not well, doing this that's, right now. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna stop there. Wait, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna rewind. Rewind. Over, my point being, my point being is, he's like, a fucking legend. He's, oh, a, he's no. a real ass motherfucker, man. Like. Bro, like all I'm saying is like if you got God, if you I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. You have a long <laughs> fucking so, day so or sorry. early ass morning. Wake <laughs> up at four Steve, o'clock in the morning and you gotta go to work and you put on some Bruce Springsteen. Oh my god, you know what I'm saying? He won't I played Jimmy Hendrix when I woke up to grow school. I, I'm not I'm not listening like Bro. You wake okay, up at four o'clock going, in the we're morning. Going to, we're going we're going back into seventh grade Bro, seventh grade dumbass arguments. You see your breath in the when you get out to your car and your car is all fucking cold and shit and you're freezing and you're tired and you put on Bruce Springsteen that is the greatest shit ever man. I want everybody like to know it, is he coming that in, I am literally I am gripping my face as if there. I am like coming down right. with the most right. menopausal That's migraine all I'm say, of all time <laughs> I literally have heard this shit Bruce Springsteen is the realest oh. motherfucker alive. I, Fucking I, okay, shut I up. respectfully disagree oh my but, god um, that's all as far as I'm going to take gonna it. I'm not going to go no, into no, like, no, no, but here's, no, here's the deal. Stopping, my point, my point being, being like, is, you don't talk about three things. You don't talk about religion, politics, and Bruce Springsteen. Oh, this is what you we don't have fucking bring show. it up. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> the point. Okay, so my point is, I have this whole thing on like music journalists and like, you know, being sort of tastemakers and whatnot, and it sort of drives me crazy. Where it's like, I, did you? Uh, the one guy I kind of liked was Cameron Crowe. He was the. Uh, um, 
He's the one from Almost Famous. Uh, or uh, was it Almost Famous? I don't know. Um, I'm still yeah, recovering. That was the movie was about the kid, kid about yeah. the kid going on the road. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. um, that was basically him. He was the guy. He was like a 16 year old kid yeah. interviewing he hung like, out with, like Deep and shit. Yeah, yeah. And he he uh, he did like a he did like a he would get like shit on at Rolling Stone for doing a puff piece on Led Zeppelin. It's like no, you didn't. You failed as a journalist. You didn't ask the right question. You just it's like yeah, but like dude, you don't even you guys like the the most famous. Most famous uh, review of Rolling Stone is the trashing of Led Zeppelin One, which is like, oh yeah, it's hilarious to think about. Like, and that's the point of like these guys going like time, the time, uh, and of course this is sort of like like most cultural pieces, and I'm not you know like of and where like the time will dictate where things lead, and not necessarily the initial review of it. Yeah. So like this is why like Oscars, awards, and Grammys they don't they don't quite. Joe, the same way. Well, like, we learned that the Grammys are fucking bullshit, so. I, you, recently. You, you learned that now? Hmm? Why? No, it came out that why? they're all rigged. <laughs> they're rigging They've the always Grammys. been rigged. Yeah, this is, okay, okay, because get this. When Beck. Did you watch the Grammys, though? I did, did not it? watch I it. Watch it I, I, but I've actually, I'm the only one here who's actually oh, been Jessica's to the award show. Oh, Jessica's entering the arena. I, I actually got, I went to Staples Jessica. Center in 2011. I've actually been to the Grammys. It's it's not it, it's 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 not it's well, it's okay. The, the Grammys this year, so it's they. Did Will I have a, a, you have a seat? They did a performance. Join of, the circle. They did a performance of Old Town Road, right? Uh-huh. Oh fucking why! It had it had the guy, what's his name? Little Nas X. Oh yeah, Nas, Nas so and it, Little Nas X. So it had that guy. It had Billy Ray Cyrus. They featured BTS or BTX, the 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 Korean band, the Korean oh, pop band. Oh oh yeah yeah yeah. BTS. Wait, how does this make the Grammys not rigged? That just no. sounds like a well, this, fever no, dream. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not rigged. I no, don't, I don't these know are what they call they. That. I know but I know I'm I know where you're going with this. This is what they call a a Grammy moment. No, in quotes. It was, it was the most train wreck of a like it it was a total train wreck. The entire performance. BTS, Little Nas X. Billy Ray Cyrus, and then the yodeling kid from Ellen. Oh was my God! The Grammys, and that was their performance. That's what yeah. they did. So what they do, what the producers do, <laughs> and the it people. It was it was a train wreck. Yeah. They like had a rotating stage that was different scenes, and oh, it kept yeah. transferring artists through the different. Oh. What, what, they, what they tried to, what they tried to do is they try to like present this um, concept of like what uh, they try to force feed, force magical moments to happen on stage and memorable things. I remember being at, okay, because I remember being uh, at the 2011 Grammy Awards because I was a member of like the college version, Grammy U of (laughs) of, of Neris. So I get invitations to go to the Grammys uh, to attend them, not to do anything else about it because I was not a voting member. Um, And I remember watching them and they would like, during the commercial, I was in Staples Center and I would watch the, um, they they were on commercial breaks and they'd be getting rid of the shows ready and getting the getting the places the sets ready. And they did show like past versions. They on the screen of the jumbotrons. They'd show like uh, like when they oh remember when like Springsteen and Strum or I think uh, they were doing a tribute to Joe Strummer and they were all doing this giant version of London Calling. What was that a great moment? Remember yeah, that so time that Pink went up on the did an acrobatic thing? They're trying to recreate that moment. Well, they, they always, that's the always, they have to, to make a TV show yeah. out of it. Well, and, but like, like, and like Usher was on it doing a tribute to Prince. That actually was pretty good. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was pretty good. I like Prince. Like, I, I have to admit, I like Prince. But I, Aerosmith, okay. Aerosmith comes on stage and you know who pops out halfway through, walk this way. Run DMC course, yeah. pops out, and they, they think that that's like the big performance. Steven Tyler starts pulling young girls from the crowd to dance oh, with him and God. stuff. Like it was such a train wreck, and Steven Tyler couldn't hold his voice up, so he started having like the crowd sing for him. Like it was just, and I heard something on the radio about the fact that with Aerosmith's like Grammy performance, the original drummer, I don't know his name. No one does. Oh, yeah, the that. original drummer. <laughs> 
He had been in bad health, so he had said, oh, I'm going to remove myself from the band for now. Sure. And then he comes back a week before, when they had already been practicing for the Grammys with a different drummer, he comes back a week before and sends in an audition tape to the rest of the band saying, oh, I want to be in the Grammys. Is what my understanding was. I don't know if he actually ended up being in them, uh-huh. or if they kept the drummer that they had been practicing with. Why? No. Do why they are Aerosmith at the Grammys? I have, I have so a question. I have a question for all you. Like, did did who? Are you, did you are the only one that watched the Grammys this year? Me? Yeah. Did anybody else watch it? No. No, I didn't watch it. I mean, I had I had to work. I was I was trying to get sleep. Done. I was actually trying to sleep, and and uh, because I was I had to do this after party that I had to load a strike the after party at like two in the morning, but. Um, do you? But, you are, did that. I, but I have a question. Do you actually like? Because I don't. I I, I can't. Like you. Are, are do you? Are you into it? Do you like watching it? Does it make you I mad? Think the reason why I watch it is is for the performances. Like Billie Eilish did. I mean, I like Billie Eilish's yeah. music. I think, like I her, think that's an agreement. I like her. Her energy is like a whole. Like I like what she puts down. Uh-huh. You know, she did a great performance. Alicia Keys and surprisingly, like Demi Lovato. Which I I am not a fan of Demi Lovato at all. I'm like she actually did a, a pretty good. Demi Lovato is relevant enough. Alicia Keys Alicia Keys drives yeah. me crazy for her rhetoric. But no, but but she like was the one that addressed. She came out on stage and was basically like, "Okay, we know that Kobe Bryant died today." Yeah, she was the host, so she, she said, had to yeah, kind of she address said, that. We know that Kobe Bryant died today, but let's not talk about it. Basically, like making it like everybody we know this is the fact that happened. It's super sad, and it's, like she it's a, also really fresh. She did it in a really res- it was the same day. Yeah. She did it in a really respectful yeah. way, and like, and that's you know. Uh huh. It's hard because that's you know like just outside. But she said, "Don't make this about just, it." Just outside know? Staples Center. Is a giant like mob of people. Mob of yeah. they have a candlelight vigil going out at the same time right now. Like the so it was like a weird bizarre moment of yeah. like like because there's a shitload of traffic for the Grammys, but on top of that, they even built on LA Live. I was there just like less than she a week was ago. like the best host they could have picked because she okay. she had to do an impromptu like she had to make that up that day once she found yeah. out that Kobe Bryant died. She made the introduction speech to the Grammys but, based off of that and said like. We all know that this happened. Let's not all talk about it the entire night. Yeah. Like, basically is what she did. There's a tendency of people to die on the day of award shows, and people have to react super fast to it, like Whitney. That happened to Whitney. That mm-hmm. happened to um, Bill Paxton at the Oscar. I don't know why I'm laughing about that. Oh, but I think, Bill, I think when Bill Paxton died, like, the day of the Oscars, and they really? had to go... Yeah. And they had to, they had to get a game. And they were like, game over, man! <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but anyway, that tends to happen that's for some reason. That's like, probably big, why Alicia big, Keys was like, "Let's not talk about Kobe Bryant." <laughs> she, she I did not have time to prep for this. But like, literally, like the, in the saddest moment when Run DMC is like, "You can't <laughs> wow, even hear this? them." You can't even hear them. Like it, it, it was so sad. Like, oh, they were, I, they were like with Kobe and everything. No, no, no. Run yeah. DMC came oh, out oh, when, sad, when Aerosmith was, was on stage, and they oh. come out and they're like, because Aerosmith or Steven Tyler. Taylor stops and he's like, oh, what's going on? Or like, let's change this up. He says something stupid and they like literally like pull a cloth off them or something. They're like, they're okay, boomer. Like mixing something like, walk this way. Yeah, I think. It was the saddest thing I've ever seen. I feel uh, like. Yeah. With the, with, okay, because we were just talking about the Grammys being rigged though, right? Yeah, um, rigged. And I know we were trying not to get on too, too many topical subjects, but it's already happening. It's fine. Um, the idea of okay, because there's a couple albums. Okay, remember when Beck won for Morning Phase Album of the Year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. First off, that was awesome. You know, as a Beck fan, winning yeah. winning that award. Like, I don't care that he doesn't. Like, it's not that album is not validated by him winning a Grammy. The, the album is good enough on its own to to be you know whatever. So like, um. But what happened was, I think, if I recall, Beyonce had a record in that category, and Taylor Swift had a record in that category. Kanye just pops out. Yeah. So yeah. So like, what happens is that you have a bunch of voters. All the voters, they like, you're gonna be either voting for the Taylor album or um, you're gonna be voting for the Beyonce, Beyonce album. And then there's a bunch of people also voting for the Beck album. So what yeah. happens is those two, the Be- the Taysways and the Queen in the in the in the Beehive, cancel each other out, and by democratic process, 
Beck album wins because as a third party candidate. It's a strange mm-hmm. situation yeah. that happens. Well, like, and it um, happened a couple other times. You're like, why did Arcade Fire win that record? Oh, oh yeah, Arcade There's Fire. another they, two albums I that think, just cancel okay, each other out. I think maybe they won. Oh, no. Uh, Cage the Elephant won Best Rock Album. Best Metal Album went to. They King Gizzard and metal. the Lizard. No. <laughs> Those guys are never not. winning. I, if they win a Grammy, like. I, there, there's there, there's gonna be some sort of tonal shift. Dude, I love Gizzard, but Gizzard has to like. Gizzard needs to. Oh my to, god, who won? I, I, I'm trying to remember. I, I don't. They were I, talking about it because I didn't that, see the whole entire thing. It's like three hours long. Yeah, man. I just gave they up. Would, on that would have been a good album, like like uh, 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 Infest the Rat's Nest for best yeah. metal record. Oh, it would have been. Yeah. But that's the thing is they can. <laughs> But I, I'm the best part is I don't think they care at all, and I love the fact that they're just doing their own thing. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, they do whatever. Like they they're, they do whatever they do whatever they want, and I think that's the the biggest freedom of the whole. But they put records. out so many records that it's like you can ignore one, and it's okay. Yeah, we're we're, <laughs> we're going to the uh, Ryan so, and I are going tangent. to the, the, the big uh, uh, album. They're gonna play every album at like the Greek Theater in Berkeley in April. What? Uh, uh, Greek theater in Ber- yeah, the, uh, UC Berkeley at the Greek theater. They're, they're going to do three hours and play every single record. I'm like, the best part is you can go to the bathroom if you don't like, if you're like not a fan of Murder of the Universe, you're like, yeah. right, I'm going to go to the concession and go to the bathroom and take care of some business and Dude, maybe do my taxes. One record, I don't know which one it was. The one with all the spoken word on it was the one where I was like... It's Murder of the Universe. Yeah, fuck that right. <laughs> oh my god. Billie Eilish did win like everything. She, she swept. Got, oh, I yeah. think she did the big sweep she of She got like, um, album, best record, best album. Best and DJ Khaled's uh, like... Song of the year. What's this music that no one's best hearing? Best new artist. Uh, no. Lizzo won best pop performance. Honestly, I never heard of Lizzo. Back. Old Town Road ran, won an award. Oh, it was best pop duo yeah. group performance. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> See, I, that category is so weird. Best pop duo. Pop, like, best pop, pop vocal soul. album was Billie Eilish. Yeah, well, the, the categories is, are so bizarre. Dude, the categories Where's are stupid. It's, it's based off of. It. It's based off of like old timey shit, you know. Also, by the way, ninety to ninety-five percent of the awards you don't see. Oh, on yeah. television, there's like I I've, I actually went to the when I went to the Grammys um, in 2011, um, I I went with uh, um, there was like I would see that I saw the Black Keys get awards for Brothers, the artwork for Brothers, for the album for Brothers, like they were there and it was at the convention center too. It wasn't at the and they weren't playing that year. They weren't yeah. performing, but they were at the, the awards. And they were receiving it on the stage, and I think the guy. Um, like Esmeralda Spalding and um, who's the um, the 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 scat guy? The don't worry, be happy. Oh yeah, yeah. That scat man. I forgot his name. Bobby Farron. Yeah. So Bobby McFerrin, thank you. Bobby McFerrin and and Esmeralda Spalding were hosting the non televised awards mm-hmm. that you would see at like. Like Neve, the I was, seeing, I was watching like Neil Young and Mavis Staples were all getting awards and like yeah. no one saw this. And it was like the majority of the award show, uh, over the awards, okay. getting all those things. And all of a sudden, then you get everybody gets hauled in. Everybody gets hauled into the Staples Center to watch the big thing. And you yeah. get in your seat and you watch the big show. And it's um, it's uh, um, not as interesting. It's just not that. It's like okay. Does anyone know the song "This Land" by Gary Clark Jr.? I know Gary Clark Jr. Yeah. He won Best Rock Song. Okay. Cool. Best he- Rock Album. Was Cage the Elephant? I don't know. Those Honestly, I best feel like alternative album was Vampire Weekend. Of course. <laughs> there really, I don't think there was very much they're, good they're, mainstream they music clout. this year. Yeah. Honestly, this this well, year kind of it was just Lizzo basically. Lizzo and and Billie Eilish were the ones that. What was best the entire, uh, best hip hop record? Best R and B album was Ventura by Anderson Pack. Okay, that's good. Anderson Pack is from Oxnard. Yeah, yeah, he's the he's the local guy. Best rap performance. I'm down with that. Oh, this is the one I was trying to remember. I couldn't remember his name. Nipsey Hussle won all the rap stuff because oh, he's that's dead. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nipsey deserved it though. Racks in the middle was the best rap performance by Nipsey Hussle, Roddy Rich, Hit Boy. Well, that's a pretty good indication that stuff is. Rigged. Another one higher. <laughs> I mean, he's good, but I, I don't know what it means if it's rigged because you know every it, my personal take on it. It's not rigged. It's just always been 
it's kind of biased. a pop. It, yeah. it's been a, it's won been best a rap song. It's been a it's it's been a democratic process and oh, a, a sales thing. So like okay, if you're it, it's it's like okay, well it's sort of like the Oscars is a little more uh, apparent when you have like okay, mm-hmm. what are what are what are gonna win? Who are gonna win the awards? Um, actors that direct because the the biggest the biggest voting base of the Academy of the Motion Pictures is actors. So they'll vote for actors uh, they'll, uh, who direct. They'll vote for um, movies about and that promote Hollywood and movie making and magic. Uh, they do like uh, The Artist was like one of those movies. Um, even though I actually like the people that made that movie because they made the OSS on set, the, the one, the French spy, spy spoof. Um, but like they, the point is like the, the, the Grammy people who, who there's a whole nomination process. And I remember people who were, I remember I, and the, the Grammys themselves are so full of it. It's a, it's obnoxious. Yeah. I remember going to like, I've been to their place in Santa Monica a couple of times and they're really, they're self strokers. I mean, most of them are, but like mm-hmm. most, most Academy Awards are most, most award shows are stroke fests, but like, uh, they're like the narr- the Grammys were, were like it was insane where they they wanted to have this oh we we create magical memorable moments we we manufacture them like we put them in a factory and you yeah. well, the audience love it, it I did I did actually really like best rap album and I did witness this I watched this on TV Tyler the Creator won best rap album from Igor and like I heard I about think that he deserved it I think he deserved That's it a good I just watched Fantano talk yeah, about his yeah. his comments after he won it where he's like he's no, happy and, about it no and he I mean like. He did a good job. Like, I mean, they they played the music, like get off the stage music. Oh, but yeah. like, mm-hmm. he was like, I'm. He, he got on stage. The first thing he said, I'm probably never gonna win this again. So I just want to thank like all the people. Oh and his yeah. Mom, his mom ran on stage and she was all kissing, hugging on him and crying and stuff. Oh, that's like, nice. That's it was, nice. It was very nice. Yeah. And then um, I'm not gonna say they're heartless or they're the soulless. What was the other one like... that I saw that I was like, oh, oh, Dave Chappelle. One best comedy album too. Yeah, nice. Because yeah, they had him with Aziz Ansari and like you know just all the the regular degular people that everybody watch on Netflix all the time and it's like Dave Chappelle is he he deserves it. Yeah. Dave yeah. Chappelle should get. He everything. wasn't even there though to accept the Grammy. Dave didn't Chappelle, give a shit. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he didn't give even a shit. better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's of course great. not. Dude, Dave Chappelle doesn't give a fuck about shit. Yeah, no, he doesn't give a fuck about anything. Tyler definitely deserved that shit. Yeah, yeah that's no. he was making a point. What was the best metal record? I didn't see it on there. I was looking. I don't think they even televised that anymore. They No, they no, did. They did. And I, I heard it, but I don't remember who it was. Jared yeah. Dines. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just kind of had that conversation. Like, oh, I wish that movie won more awards. I'm like, I don't care if it won more. That movie was the best movie I've saw. They have like, such weird That album was like, I, I can't, like, okay. I, I can't even look at the best albums I listened to this year. Like, it was... Sticks and stuff. With Dave um... The two Gizzard records are really good, and and Wilco put out something that I didn't listen to, but I love Wilco. Um, um, but I, I just didn't pay attention to like. Oh, I listened to that new Tyler record. That Tyler the record. Igor is is, is pretty good. I like the last Godspeed record that came out two years a year or two. Ago. <laughs> Best post rock record. <laughs> <Post-rock> record. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fucking. Yeah, Igor is pretty good, but I mean, I do prefer. The winner is set fire to flames. Yeah. Okay, I need to just like Death Grips Bottomless Pit Best hip hop record No no Dude yeah. holy shit Bottomless Pit is so good I think that new Ghost record Came out this year That record is good I like that record I swear I to god so. If that's what won The fucking metal record Of the year I'm gonna fucking no. Kill myself Tool Tool won best metal record Oh that is not surprising <laughs> no. Okay Why did I not Because the other thing is When oh, people talk about like came out this year too That record I, I, wasn't Like I said When people talk about Being <laughs> yeah, rigged It's a big eye rolling moment For me of like well, first off, there's a bunch oh, of people shit. that campaign for these awards to vote for it. So I, it's it's pretty much it's it's pretty much like an election thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's who who Further campaigns proof that it's rigged. Uh, I'm not sure if that's I'm not sure if that's rigged more than just like it's not like fair. Just, it's not fair. It's not fair, and it's not really like a valid. It's not rigged, but it's not fair. Like, like what does it what does it mean to like other than financial like sort of it's almost like a gold medal. Where like yeah you get a bunch of you know it's, it's more for there's like a lot of sponsorships sponsorships yeah. and stuff 
there's a bunch of stuff that drives me crazy about the Grammys. I think the biggest thing is the commercials, actually. There were commercials, do you watch, like, there do you were watch, commercials, like, every three There's minutes. always commercials, well, it's not the commercials, or it's not the fact that there's, yeah, commercials are a thing, but, like, it's the specific commercials for the Grammys about people making records in their bedrooms. You could be a big star if you do X, Y, and Z, as we're, we're reaching out to all the small people who mm-hmm. are watching the Grammys, got big dreams to be on the TV show, and, like, we're just trying to, like, I'm like, not, that, that is, you know, for me, it's, like, false hope. Well, and, and Kentucky, you were saying that you know Phineas, right? Like, you played yeah. against him in Battle Battle of the Bands, and, like, they've always been connected to the music industry, yeah. right? They've yeah. always yeah. had the ties. And, yeah. and so people paint Billie Eilish as, like, oh, you know, she's she came out of nowhere. Who, became, who came out of nowhere, no. and she just had a great no. voice, and that's what got her noticed. It's like, mm-hmm. no, she knew the right people. And yeah. Like, yeah, it comes down uh, to you're saying the Grammys are rigged. The whole entire music industry is rigged because if you don't know the right people, if you're sure. not in the right place at the right time, you're not going to get noticed. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's a that's a music and, and, industry and, and, thing. And, like, and for for the record, Colby Kelly a similar situation with. Um, I remember uh, uh, someone. My my cousin worked for Colby Kelly as, a, as a, her monitor for a while, mm-hmm. and I remember that. Um, while while we were in school, they we had a Grammy U thing at Northridge. Cal State Northridge had a Grammy U program for the music music industry studies, and I remember asking like, "Oh, how did it go? Yeah, oh yeah, she's good. It's just like just prove you know she just her songs what got her there, and you know she just got you know you know it's, it's like, the music." And I go, and I realized, and her her dad is Ken Kelly, who co-produced and recorded Rubers. Like Fleetwood Mac. Like you have to have some like, kind of no, you had to the music industry to be able to, and it's not always, but the the main no the main the mainstream like pop, especially like pop rap, like all those mainstream artists, they didn't just come like from the street, like regular regular people. Like they didn't just say like I'm gonna be famous one day. They you know, hustled. Yeah, there's a lot of hustling. Occasionally, there are people like that, but you have to buddy up to people and like you know. Easy E had ties that hold you know there there were slight connections and certain ways of like uh, building up knowing the right people and working mm-hmm. the right you know working the right um, conduits the angles that you, you for know. sure for sure that's like Kendrick wouldn't be anywhere without Dre yeah yeah, yeah. Dre put him on man but he's got a he's somewhere along the line that Kendrick was from Compton and had some sort of managed you know he. Worked as, you know, there's a little bit of work that goes into like getting to the mm-hmm. getting Dre to notice you in the yeah. first place, of course. So like, there's I'm not gonna say like there there are situations. To, well, it's not that they didn't have to struggle to get to get their, to the Grammys. Yes, yeah, to, to the point where they are, but it's yeah. still like it's it's all about who you know. Your networking skills are a big part of it. Your people skills are a big part of yeah. it. And if it's not you, then it's someone that works for you, like a manager or something like that. Sure. Like, yeah, like, yeah. All these people have right teams. Place at the right time too. I, there's yeah, a that I, as well. There was a, I think I watched, I watched a little bit of like maybe two years ago. There was this group that got on, that won an award, and they were going. I remember we were last, you know, they were they were talking about how they were like two years ago. We were sitting in our pajamas watching the Grammys, going, one day we'll be there, and we, our dreams came true, and we won a Grammy, and we're like not in our underwear anymore, and we're in these suits. It's so great. I think they were like maybe they maybe they were like I forgot what the deal was. But the point was, like, I, that was another one of those iron-inducing role. Like the whole, it always bugs me when they're selling dreams to people mm-hmm. through commercial. One through commercials, which is like a well, big. They're trying to inspire people to buy their product. Exactly. And, so, and be like the famous people that they see. Yeah, on TV. Uber making money while you can work about work work the job. You know. Bye, Rana. Bye, Rana. Bye, Rana. And and so, how does the Grammys make money? Just by selling ad space? Ads. A- ads. Um, ad, those commercials, like like I said, it's like, it happens every, not three minutes, that's kind of an over. Well, it's like Super Bowl. Those tickets were expensive. Yeah, Grammy, the Grammy members, they pay, t- for the most part, if you're not nominated, you pay tickets to go to that show. It's it's pri- it's private. It's not open to the public. It's yeah. funny. My mom's, my mom's um, friend, her husband, he used to do a stand, he, he used to do stand-ins. At like oh, award yeah. shows because he's like yeah. a really good looking guy. Right. He did the stand-ins. He'd wear the suit. And right. Like they'd pay him to go do that. They'd it sounds like a cool entire, job. He they paid him a lot of money, and he also used to do like posing for, for like romantic novels and stuff. Like, nice. You know, like, but it, it's so funny that someone can make a living off of looking good 
And like, that's what the Grammys is like. Oh, you look good. We want you in our audience to fill space. Like, there's not enough space for all the celebrities that are going to be here. So, yeah, talent alone will not get you on that Grammy stage. In fact, less talent. It's because he looked good. Oh, Orville Peck was actually at the Grammys. I saw him. Yeah. His record was pretty, you know, so it's, it's, he probably got nominated for some stuff. No, I didn't see him. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. Like, I, I, they don't televise all the nominations. You know, I was in, um, it's, it's a whole, yeah. It, 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 it really, those commercials, like people making music in their bedroom. Oh, that's actually a good record for me. That sort of, it, but like, Orville Peck. For, for people like us that are actually doing that sure. and trying to make records in our bedrooms and trying to just grind. It's not, we're not, I don't know if, I, I can't say that the Psychedelic Space Beef Band is grinding. We're doing quite the opposite. Uh, we're just. But you got to go out there and meet the right people. It's all about networking. Yeah. So like, there's no, there's no. Um, it honestly, is for me as being a trying to make a career as an engineer, producer, mixer, mm-hmm. like. I'm gonna be honest. Psychedelic Space Band is a resume builder slash science experiment lab of just trying to make records. So like. Um, there's no, I've never had any sort of pressure on Paul. But the thing is, I've been listening to a lot of um, watching the, the Burst Emo people. Uh, and it's interesting how they're doing. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that they, they, here's how you get your first 10,000 fans. And they're using like Billie Eilish as an example. The fact that you're telling me all this stuff about Billie Eilish, yeah, about being, having, having, having connections. I oh, even talked to yeah. my mother about it when we were watching no. the awards. And I was you know, like, Right. So it has nothing to do with her brand, her marketing. Dude, her brand is really fucking good. Her brand is her brand is very good, but it's not. It's not. um, It's not grassroots. It's it's not DIY. DIY. She was creative. Yeah. She has the perfect balance between being inappropriate enough for adults to like it and appropriate enough to where they can play it in schools. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's her whole brand is like. She doesn't wear like she's not it's the baggy baggy pants, baggy baggy jackets. Like, she dresses yeah. like in really big clothing. She doesn't sexualize herself. She doesn't like you know like sure. She, that was like a whole thing. Oh, she that, sexualizes herself. Maybe, dude. Not, she not sexualizes physically, herself. Not physically though. Like, no, that bad guy video is like <laughs> pretty much all sexualization though. That's no, but she was seventeen. Been, we got him. <laughs> <laughs> you're under arrest. If you've had sex before, like you don't understand it. If you're a, like a middle school kid watching that, you're like, this is cool. This is rebellious. I like this. Like she dresses in big clothes. I like to wear cool clothes too. I, I think it's yeah. I, what I was told was that it was sort of a, a resistance and a rejection of. She says she'll seduce of, your dad of modern uh, of of modern standards of beauty is and stuff like that and. Well, Jim said that he thought that bad guy song was sexual, so. We got him. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. The reason why she wears those big clothes, and this sounds so bad, but it's like coming from another woman is because she's very self-conscious of the way she looks. So okay. She wears like, she wears like three XL shirts, even though she's like a medium in women's clothing. Right. Because she has really large breasts like I don't know if you guys have seen her and like <laughs> no and, it, and it's not okay. like in a sexual I, I know, way I, she yeah, does yeah, she yeah. Steve like, now you can look at her breasts she's she, 18 she wears like <laughs> she's like a size F or something like she's is like he a, serious you've never seen her I I, 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 I'm not, I live under a rock this is actually a, now I, call, I live under a cultural rock ladies and gentlemen we got her this is breakbot. Oh, copyright infringement. <laughs> no, I think as long as you give it out for free, it doesn't. You don't get deep. We're, we're under Let's fair, stop talking about Billy Eilish's tits. We're under tits. fair use. <laughs> no, we can talk about Billy Eilish's tits. Her 18 year old tits. Oh, yeah, that's true. Is she 18 now? Billy Irish got some big ass tits. I, I, like, I don't know how old she is. I don't really care. She's it's 18 like, now. Uh, I don't Steve, care. You should care how old she is. <sighs> I mean, I Steve's like, fuck, I would have preferred it last. We year. got it. Ladies so and gentlemen, like, we got. Hey, 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 
Jesus, state of mind. I mean, like, I've only been with professionals. That doesn't really stop. That's her boobs. That's her boobs. Well, let me see. Wait. Oh, God, man. Oh, fuck it. I might get sued. Or not sued. I'm going to get arrested. You're going to get arrested? No, I said. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. I said, I'm going to get arrested. How old was she when she took this picture? I want to call her back problems now. I need to know how old she was when she took this picture. But that's why she wears larger clothing is because she feels self-conscious of the way she looks. She has post Oh, oh. Oh, inappropriate. This is the Lost Beat 6 show. We, 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 we hold no bars. We have no standards. There's no class. Wait, what is this? Google Images? I don't think she <laughs> has a nude. Are you looking for nude pictures no, of Billy Eilish? I, I'm, I'm like, not like, looking for yeah, cause, nudes cause, of Billy Eilish. Yeah, eventually, TMZ will find it. You know, they'll, they'll find, but the, 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 Dude, I'm for sure going to get here, here's, for this shit. <laughs> so, Dude, how it's, hard it's is it? Like, I don't like, understand. How hard is it just to not take pictures of your genitals? Well, like, I don't understand deal, like, this. Like, <laughs> I, There's so many people... <laughs> I've never had anything. <laughs> we go, we, like I never. She got what, what face? I would what never face? Take a picture of oh, my What face? What face? I mean, like, but here's the deal. Now, now she can afford uh, reductive surgery, and she can feel good about herself. <laughs> hey, no, actually, hold on. We should and stop this because. Uh, no, I'm cause serious. She, if she doesn't feel the real, I'm like, curious because I was body image. Like, oh, dude, I got body Jesus, image issues. What? This is what well, I mean, I I think that it's cool. hell. I got punished. I like, think it's cool that her that her uh, that her like her I said, aesthetic her, is not sexualizing herself. Yeah. It's making herself cool in like clothing brands that she likes. It's all about yeah. her brand. Yeah, I I think that's a good thing. And honestly, I have no problem with this. By the way, it's it's yeah. it's. I'm she is, like, she it's, is very pretty so though. Like it, it, pretty girl. She, it's interesting, but it, like that that is a very good point. Yeah, but she was she was seventeen I got myself. She's only 18. Don't like the Rolling Stone. She doesn't have that many Hot Chili Peppers song, I think. No, they're they're like D's. Wait, okay, we seriously, we need We're like fucking sitting here guaranteed looking at pictures of her when she's like 16 and 17. Like, those are fucking D's, dude. Like, this is not cool. This is not cool. Like, that's someone in a Billie Eilish costume. That's not her. I don't, I get, yeah. I said cultural rock here. But... So Jim's I, like, that's I pride cool. Her on not trying to sexualize yeah, no, it's it's cool. Oh, dog. She like, sexualizes herself. Well, I think that's so a, mean, that's a part of her. Like, she's she's supposed to be a sex kid. Yeah, but like she has, but she looks. Like she actually looks like she's seventeen. That's the weird. Oh, she part. does. Like, yeah, she looks straight up, my guy. I I'm, I don't think. <laughs> hey man, whoever said yeah. money can't well, buy I embrace, happiness? I embrace uh, 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 you know with body image issues. I embrace nudism and the nudist lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, so like, listen, I had enough money to solve. No, yeah, but even even if it's Billy, it's like if you want to like. You want to like if you if you feel weird about it, go to a beach uh, or go to that's a like really overt. See how much pads. people don't care. That's like she extremely overt. Hey, can we can we talk one more time about that fucking that performance that Billy did of her fucking song? Is like, I literally like I watched that shit. When the party's over, what happens? Where's where's Billy Billy from? She's from Burbank. She's from LA. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense if she's from Burbank. Yeah, dude. Like kind of kind of a dumb question on my end, but like that's why she's got good style. But from the middle of the country, like. Well, I That's mean, a lot of flyover country, miss. Uh, but the, <laughs> but no, but I mean, like, yeah. my my point was that is like, what if it gets like that style, a style of baggy? It seems like she wears like. No, she started a new trend, and people dress. Like what if it gets hot though? Like I mean, like now. it's hmm. Southern California is hot. No, big baggy clothes are like the best thing you can yeah, wear they're when cool. it's hot because you don't get like 
chafing or sweat. Like, it's just like airy, <laughs> billowy, big bag. But you're wearing billowy things and it's hot, though. I don't. Anyway, understand. this is the last time we're going to talk about Billie Eilish. Pretty much it's the summary true. of it is I appreciate Billie it. Eilish yeah. is cool. I appreciate the insight, Fuck her though. fucking brother. He's a creative genius, but fuck that guy. He's an asshole. He's a genius. He's, he's a an genius asshole, he but he's a genius. Of gold, uh, gold horn. Dude, straight uh, gold up. You know what? Phones. You know what's funny? The first time I ever he's validated met that as guy. A, he's validated as an artist because he's got six Grammys now. First time That's I the ever met that guy. Record player, right? Sorry, Grammy looks like. Grammaf- yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a golden gramophone. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, the first time I ever fucking met that guy was with his fucking band. First off, they were making racist fucking jokes about their black Ooh, bass Ooh, oh, this is hot content. Yeah, dude. Like, they were Calling making... it out. They seriously were. Like, I mean, nobody's ever going to fucking hear this, but... <laughs> we have, but I assume no one listens to this. So I mean, they're going to tune out once they hear all of us talking about how nice Billie Eilish's tits are. <laughs> But fucking, <laughs> like, straight gonna, up, dude. I, I, I'm going to, that's what I'm going to, that's going to be the name of this, whatever this version part of the episode is going to be, because we're, 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 Billy we're, we're just tits. Billy Eilish boobs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but fucking, uh, he, first off, Clicked everybody in the band was making racist jokes about their fucking black bass player. That, that's the fucking first thing. Yeah. Okay. And then second thing, they were, t- okay, so Phineas didn't go to our school. He was homeschooled. Okay, but he was friends with this guy who I consider myself friends with to a certain extent. I had a lot of fun with him over the years, David Marinelli. And he was the drummer for that band and, and I knew him, but I didn't really know anybody else in that band. Mm-hmm. And they can't and you know, everybody's in the back and they're shooting the shits, you know, the grindcore bands and all those guys are keeping to themselves. Right. But everybody else is like having a good time and talking about it. And these guys like we're all just fucking talking about shit, but they're, like, too cool for school, you know? Mm. Like, they were, like, like fucking, like, separating themselves and, like, talking all loud about how they've played, like, Nokia theater and shit. And it's, like, yeah. it's like just really douchey shit like that. Or, or, like, talking about how, like, oh, yeah, like, we're about to produce our record, you know? <laughs> and it's, like... I feel like that's that's cool to like talk about that stuff, but it it's different to to like talk about it and like the way that they were talking about it. And it wasn't that's the other thing. It wasn't the group. It was specifically him. Yeah. He was oh. the one that was like that. And that's Are you the thing. Me that, he's a tryhard. Yeah, like, he's asshole? very he's he's a dick. And I he met him. Very tryhard. I met him once Bruce after that because that was the first year that they played, and we we had beaten him out. Oh shit! But that was that was the first time that we had played with them, and then the second time, because we had beat them the year before, they came in second. I mean, seriously, like the Slightly's was a really good band. Like Phineas writes like really good songs, and that mm-hmm. band was like a like a you know kind of alternative power pop type thing. Sure. But then the second year, like because they had been like duped, then it was like a shift where like he was trying to be all like buddy buddy you know yeah and it's like but it 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 just that guy i don't know he's probably changed because like at that age like everybody's an asshole especially considering the fact that like well, he was a couple sorry, years younger high school? yeah this is in high school yeah okay uh you know so he's probably changed quite a bit but at the same time it's like where's dude, where's sean holt and all this sean holt had already graduated i think he okay. was yeah, graduating my yeah. f- sophomore year. Sean's like my age, right? Yeah, yeah Sean, Sean's like my age as well. So, so. Sean, Sean was already he out was of the He was doing the metal hair band. Yeah, he was doing static. Yeah. But, but yeah, <laughs> so fucking, uh, I was just talking, well, I'll get to that in a second. Actually, I need to talk, I need to talk to him. He's, I think he's, he's still in the desert, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. He's, but, uh, he's in the desert. That's right. fucking, but Once yeah. you go to the desert, you don't leave the desert. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, but you can't anyway, really afford to leave. You can't afford yeah. just it, that. Yeah. In in summary, though, like he's an asshole. Like he was an asshole. Sean Holt. No, yeah, Sean Holt is Sean an Holt. asshole. You fucking heard me. Uh, there's Sean. a classic episode I got to rebroadcast, basically, <laughs> which calls out Jim during the Satanic ritual. You oh. saw? Did you hear that one? <laughs> yeah, I actually okay, did. That was a good one. <laughs> Yeah. Where I was like, I don't know. I want to get super. Oh, hey, by the way, yeah. Uh, another news, you know, like all those things, except for the money part, uh-huh. we're all happening, so we're all good. Oh, nice. uh, yeah. All the all, the, the, all the satanic, <laughs> <laughs> all the, the things, the satanic, satanic like witches, satanic, uh, the satanic witches uh, 
or mostly came to fruition through my I own, mean mostly through my own willpower. Money, money, money is money is relative, man. I mean, dude, you have a really good gig, and Sean plays pays the rent. Yeah. You guys got what you want, sure. But I mean, that's the the thing is is like, uh, yeah, I I was just talking because we just do you remember Nate Felicia? Did, you, did Sean ever talk to you about Nate Felicia? No, I don't think he did. No. Sean made like a grindcore record with them. Anyway, I was talking the other day about uh, like Sean and Nate were such like huge influences on me. This is like really not important because not only is nobody ever going to hear this, but I highly doubt if you were to be like, Sean, Sean. you should listen to this podcast and be like, fuck you, Sean. I don't think the Sean podcast would be 